Hi, I'm Colleen Nelson, licensed therapist, trauma expert, and fellow badass woman ready to rise up right alongside you. This podcast, Let the Rest Burn, is for the woman who has ignored, attacked, or even silenced her inner voice because she thought it was broken and needed to be fixed. It's for the woman who is ready to rise up and fully step into her desire, her joy, her full power, and make the impact she was destined to make. For the woman who cannot stand one more second waiting, watching, and witnessing the world crumble and is ready to rebuild and expand into a better future. For a woman who is so done trying to fix the world, she decided to start with healing herself and she let the rest burn. Hello and welcome back to Let the Rest Burn. Today I am talking to my good friend Sam, who is a friend and a fellow firstie. We call ourselves the firsties because we're first wives. We navigated divorce together um, and have been alongside one another throughout lots of ups and downs and lots of hard things. And I'm so excited to have her on and talk about some of those hard things that she had to face, how she got to who she is today, and really what she had to burn along the way to get here. So welcome, Sam, to my podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I know. I know. Sam has been along for the ride. She's heard me talk about this podcast for a while about what I want. Originally, I was going to call it the firsties. <laughs> I was just going to have all you ladies on and we're going to talk about everything. And and I love the idea of having these conversations regularly on this podcast because I do think like one of the hardest things that I've ever had to do is is navigate divorce. I mean, there's lots of hard things I've navigated in my life, but I would say in particular, navigating divorce has been one of the most comprehensively complex hard things I've ever done. So Mm -hmm. I think talking about that and talking with you all is going to be such a crucial part of how, you know, I think my audience, I hope can see that there's light on the other side. There's purpose Mm -hmm. in the hard things and we can do hard things. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yes. Yes. So Sam, I just would love to hear, you know, when I say, you know, what are the hard things that you've been through to get to who you are today? You know, what comes to mind when you think about those hard things that brought you to who you are? Yeah. Well, um, I had a pretty difficult and unusual childhood. So that was not great. And then, um, and then I met who I thought was, you know, the man I was going to be married to for the rest of my life. We were 19 when I met and we got married when I was 23 and kind of started having kids right away and, uh, moved out of state and for his career and kind of rebuilt our lives. And then all of that got uprooted. So, uh, those would be the immediate things I think about that. Um, like you said, I feel the same way that divorce has been, um, the hardest thing that I've had to navigate and continues to be something you'll navigate really for the rest of your lives, especially if you have children with that person. Um, you're just constantly kind of figuring that out on the way, but. Ooh, I love that you brought that up. I think that's such a piece that, um, I talked about this on my last episode with Jackie Carr, where it's like, we burn it down, um, but the embers are still hot. <laughs> like mm-hmm. we get through the hard things, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't get sparked up again, right? And there isn't right. this like consistent unpacking 
of hard stuff. And divorce is one of those pieces that I think people originally believe, like when you get through it and you're on the other side, it's not hard anymore. But I think it is one of those things that you just learn how to handle and how to deal with on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. What would you say? I I would love to hear Sam just, you know, I know we've talked about this like one-on-one and individually, but when you think about who you are today, after everything that's happened, what is different between who you are today and who you were before we'll say the divorce. I know we'll talk about the childhood in a minute, but like before everything kind of fell apart with your ex-husband, what's the difference between that woman and the woman you are today? Oh gosh, there's a huge difference. Um, well, the first thing that comes to mind or the first word was that I'm just so much stronger. You know, I'm a lot more independent. I've learned to be on my own, to live on my own, which I have never done in my life until now. Um, that, you know, I went through a lot, but now I'm a lot stronger and I'm a lot more outspoken. I tend to be, you know, before I wouldn't really speak my mind as much. And I was always kind of fearful to rock the boat or, um, Mm -hmm. or how someone would react to something I had to say. Um, and part of that I think is conditioning from my childhood experiences, but now I'm a lot more unfiltered and unadulterated and just feel like, you know, this is me and uh, like it or not, <laughs> here I am. And I don't really hold back my opinions any longer. And what, so, so I hear like the story of like, I have to be small or I have to be uh, demure is like my, my new little buzzword. Like I have to be this quieter version of myself in order to belong, in order to feel like I'm doing the right thing. Why do you think that had to be burned down through the divorce process? Like, why is that the piece that you had to burn to the ground? Um, because I think for me, it was that, you know, my life changed really in the blink of an eye. Um, mm-hmm. And I was completely blindsided uh, where everything I knew and the security I thought I had was all of a sudden, you know, taken out from under me. Um, and so I realized in that moment that for people to really get to know me and for me to truly form deep connections and relationships with people like yourself and, you know, our other firsties and, and other close friends that I really had to let them in and lean on them in a way that I had never done before. And that was really hard for me, but at the same time, um, empowering, and it just made those connections and relationships far deeper than they ever were before. Mm. Oh, wow. I love that. Well, so, you know, I'm hearing you say that like this hard moment, this, this breaking of the security and the structure you had almost like broke that wall you had down Mm -hmm. between your internal world and external world. And as horrible as divorce is, um, this piece of letting people in really allowed that depth to come in in a way that can't be taken from you, right? The people mm-hmm. in your life at this point are diverse and, and I think spread out in a way that even if a few, you know, friendships here and there fall apart or transition on, it sounds to me like you've built such a prolific community around you that that rug pulling out from underneath you won't happen in the same way again. 
Yeah. I mean, I think for me, the, one of the biggest pieces to get through it was building that support network and leaning on those relationships. Um, and I truly think that's what helped me get through it. I mean, ultimately you find the strength within yourself, but to have people supporting you who are there in some of your deepest, darkest moments, but also there to lean on and lift you up and just feel that with you was huge. And so I think that brought me to where I am today. And now those relationships with those people are so much stronger because we have walked through the fire and like gone through it really together to come out onto the other side. Oh, I feel that, you know, I, I think Sam's a little bit further along the process than I am for, for all of you (laughs) know my story or don't know my story. Um, and I think you've been kind of a guiding light in that to a degree. It's, it's interesting when I first met her, um, I had actually been separated longer than she had. Um, my process has taken a little bit longer. You guys were a little more Mm -hmm. efficient with your processing. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was separated for about a year and a half, I think maybe even two years when I had met Sam originally. And so it was, you know, interesting to see, I think your transformation, Sam, as things started to get solid, as the divorce was final, as you moved into a new relationship, like as all of these things kind of came on, it was almost like it helped me see that although those scary steps of filing, of moving forward, of closing doors, of setting boundaries were absolutely crucial in order to get to, you know, rebuilding and, and Mm -hmm. feeling better about it. And so it's been really amazing to be by your side in that and to have you be somebody that showcases what it looks like to, I think, show up in these hard moments with integrity. And I don't think that always happens for everybody. And what, you know, when I knew I was going to do this podcast with you, I was like, I want to ask her about this piece because you're so good at this. Like Sam, when you are faced with like a really hard thing. And if you feel comfortable, maybe you could give an example, like maybe one of the hard moments between you and your ex that happened that like was difficult for you to stay in your integrity, but you chose to anyways. Um, but how'd you do it? (laughs) And, um, you know, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. How did you stay in your integrity? Yeah, that's a hard question. Um, (laughs) You know, I, at the end of the day, even though I didn't really have any control over what was happening in my life, you know, I didn't choose to get a divorce, wasn't my decision. Um, I knew that once I got through it, that I had to still be proud of who I was and the way I handled Mm -hmm. myself, even though there are still things that, you know, I did in the heat of the moment that I now look back and probably wish I hadn't said or done, but, um, but I am proud of who I am. And I do feel like I held my head up high through it all. Um, we live in a smaller community. Um, so a lot of people kind of publicly knew about what was happening in my life and with my marriage because of that. And, um, you know, and I knew that that would forever follow me the way I held myself and the way I, uh, went through and navigated the process and, um, and ultimately would affect my children too, because, you know, everything I do really is for myself and for them. And I wanted them to be able to be proud of their mom and hopefully someday look back and talk about, you know, 
my mom, you know, had this terrible thing happen and her marriage went away and my parents got a divorce, but then my mom came out on the other side and, you know, is this courageous, strong, powerful woman still. And so that I always tried to think of, you know, in those really difficult, highly emotionally fueled moments, of course, that everybody says things or maybe reacts in ways that we're not always proud of. But I tried to look at the long term on, you know, if I did what, what, what my actions would then how they would long term affect me. And there are consequences, you know, and it's it's hard to see that in that moment because you're so infueled in that moment, but, um, but they will haunt you for the rest of your life, the way you navigate it. Mm, Yes. Yes. Oh, there's so many gems in there, Sam, like this idea (laughs) of like, I really think how we do hard things, we do have choice. And I find mm-hmm. that there are people and myself included at times in my life where I really grab the reins of like, this is happening to me and I can't do anything about it. So my behavior, I don't need to be responsible for. And then I look back on those moments and I'm even, I'm what made them even harder was that I didn't stay in my integrity. I was going through the hard thing, but then I also abandoned myself and it mm-hmm. was far worse than just going through the hard thing and doing what I needed to do. And staying in choice, staying responsible for my emotional reactions, staying responsible for my choices. And granted, you know, we're in our mid to late thirties at this point. Um, And so I think as you get older, it's easier to kind of make those decisions. I would say in my twenties, I definitely did not do that well, but I, I really think that the piece I want to pull out is long-term versus short-term vision. When you are navigating a hard thing, and we're going to talk about divorce in particular, especially when you're navigating a separation or divorce, the emotional hits are so big, like Mm -hmm. the anger and rage and betrayal I feel at times with my ex, I like want to burn the fucking house down. (laughs) I want to lose my right? Like I am ready to go full first wives club on their asses, but (laughs) I... (laughs) I really, if I don't give myself the moment, the time and the experience of like reaching out and telling you ladies, I want to burn the house down. I'm not able to make that right decision. And so Mm -hmm. I think in divorce and in, especially when you're dealing with hard things that are in relationships, you have to take time. You, you have to call in the troops. You have to process it externally, whether you're talking to somebody, writing it down, going for a run, like you have to be able to move through the emotion rather than respond in the moment as hard as it might be. And I have definitely said and done things in the moment I regret, but I think that's the piece that keeps you from like doing the things that in the back of our mind, we're like, I really want to do those things, but I'm not going to do them but oh, I'm so mad. It's, yeah. It's tough. It's really hard. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and I mean, we're all a work in progress. And like you said, I think the later in life you get, you have a little bit more perspective. And, and of course, then when you have children involved, you're always really thinking about them and how, and they're watching and everything 
you do is how they're learning to navigate hard things too. Whether it's a bully at school or, you know, whatever in their life that is difficult for them in that moment, they're going to look to you for how they should navigate that. So, you know, if you keep that in mind, like, how do I want them to think I should react in this situation? And how can I be the best role model to them? Now we're not all perfect, but I think that's the perspective that you have as a parent and the older that you get realizing like it will affect you going forward, whether it's personally, professionally, in relationships, whatever that looks like. Mm, yes. Yes. Yeah. And I, I think as a parent, like even if you're not navigating divorce, being a parent is one of the hard things in life. It's beautiful. It's wonderful, but it is hard. Like watching our children struggle, watching it's like we, I see through their eyes, my own image reflected back in its absolute truth and entirety, right? It's Mm -hmm. like, I will have all the intentions in the world inside of myself that are good or well-meaning, but my actions are what they see and what they're Mm -hmm. experiencing. My words are what they're hearing. My energy is what they're feeling. And one of the things that I really want mothers in particular to no longer do. And Glennon says this in her book, um, Untamed, like we don't want any more martyrs. Like we don't want any more women sacrificing themselves for the good of their children. We want women who can, or mothers who can be in their full selves and also be a role model for their children. And sometimes that looks like doing the hard thing. Sometimes that looks like you know, like you said, rebuilding and being this powerful person on the other side that they can see, you can go through hard things and go on the other side versus, you know, staying in a toxic relationship because it's good for the kids or, um, you know, self-sacrificing your own well-being just so the kids are comfortable. Like something I love that Sam does very well is she takes her time in her co-parenting relationship to really re- refuel. So you are so good at filling the space and time when you don't have your children and you're very protective of that time because Mm -hmm. that makes you a better mom and that makes you a better human. And then you can show up as your full self with your kids. Mm -hmm. Has holding that boundary been hard for yourself? Um, As far as like taking the time for myself, yeah, I think, I mean, I know you and your ex are actually pretty good at boundaries in terms of like timing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he doesn't ask for things that aren't are out of left field or anything. But I think about it more like, I, I personally struggle a little bit when I don't have the kids trying to figure out and navigate how to turn off mom mode to a degree and turn on like a self-care mode. It's like the boundaries around protecting that time and, mm-hmm. and using that time wisely. So, so I guess I'll make it a more generalized question and I can just see where this lands for you. What makes you so good at boundaries, Sam? Why are you so good at them? <laughs> <laughs> I think, well, for me, I'm a lot more black and white. I have a hard time with the gray and, and I guess one thing with my situation that maybe was a benefit was that because I wasn't given a choice for my divorce and it was really determined and it was very black and white from the beginning Mm -hmm. that 
it's been very clear when it's his time with the kids, that's his time. We don't really interact much. I mean, I will go to their uh, games tomorrow that they're playing, um, but that's it. He's not going to invite me out to dinner with them. We're not going to be hanging out outside of that. And when it's my time, it's the same. And he's very respectful of that. Mm -hmm. Um, but we've also never even extended or entertained the idea of allowing the other person into that space. So for our kids, it's been very clear, you know, when you're with mom, you're with mom, when you're with dad, you're with dad. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. That's just the way we've handled this divorce and situation, but everybody's very different in that. Um, so when it is my time without the children, then you're right. I am pretty protective of that in that. I, you know, take lots of time to do things for myself, like exercise and, you know, catch up with friends and go on walks and do the things that I know I need to refuel. And like you said, to be a better mom and be more present when I have the children and the beauty of being a, um, you know, a divorced mom is that now I grocery shop when I don't have the kids and I, do all the errands and the things that need to get done like everybody else. Um, but I don't have to do them when I have the children any longer. So that way, when they come home to me Monday, you know, the, the food's in the fridge, everything's ready to go. The laundry is done and I can just truly be present with them and spend the time with them because my time with them is half of what it used to be, you know, so it's much more limited and I don't want to spend time doing those things. I want to be hanging out with them and helping with homework and, you know, doing all the normal life stuff that you have to do with children. So, you know, I, I mean, I think part of it is like, I didn't have a very black and white childhood, which made it for me was really difficult because just, it was very, it felt very chaotic all the time. Mm. I never knew what to expect. I never knew what was going to happen. I never knew what, how my mom was going to be in that moment, when I opened the door and walked downstairs, I didn't know who I was getting, what she was going to say. Was she happy? Was she angry? Was she sad? Was she going to blow up at me for no reason? You know, and, and that was living in constant chaos for me was just really hard. So mm -hmm. I find that I do better if things, if there are clear defined boundaries around things, because I don't do well living in that kind of state of chaos or what feels like chaos to myself, I guess. Oh, wow. I, I think that's such a, a powerful statement that you shared, Sam, like coming from a childhood of inconsistent chaos and having um, other caregivers that were surprising at every turn, especially emotionally and how they showed up for themselves and that therefore showed up for you differently mm -hmm. has fueled the way that you have navigated the hard things in your life moving forward. And what I want to highlight here is, Sam, you have done your work. Like you have done your work, whether it's through therapy or your own self-reflection, your own self-healing, you have kind of faced the, the elements of your childhood that you knew weren't healthy for yourself. And you have adapted into this new way of living. And even when your life got thrown into chaos, you leaned really heavily on, what do I know? How can I structure my life? What are the things that I can be black and white about? What are the things I can set up that feel solid for me. Um, you know, you were so good at, at working out regularly and scheduling time with friends when you didn't have the kids, you know, making sure that you had a full schedule, making sure that the, the crucial pieces of your life were still intact. And I think that's really important for, you know, the listeners to hear is 
go back to what you know actually feels right for you and and really pay attention when any hard thing happens in your life, it is gonna trigger past things. It's gonna pull up the childhood stuff. It's going to pull up past traumas because it pokes that that wound. And the more that you can tap into that space, the healthier and better it's going to be. And the, the more you're going to get on the other side of it and feel, feel like you can do the next hard thing that's coming because it mm-hmm. doesn't really end, you know? Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it gets easier. I will say, you yeah. know, being now divorced for a 14 months or so, um, I'm in such a different space, even from last year at this time. So it does get easier to navigate and the hits don't become as strong and, you know, it's not as common, but they still come, things still come up, things still trigger things, things, you know, you're constantly still navigating how to co-parent with somebody, what those boundaries are, what that looks like, how to navigate when stuff comes up with your children you know, what should you be communicating about and what should you not? And, you know, and it's a lot, but, but it does get easier. I will say that to everybody listening. (laughs) I think that's such an important thing to, to say, because the fact that we know that hard things are going to continue, that they're going to continue to emerge and they're going to continue to, I think, I don't know, come at us. It can be daunting. And, and I think that many people can kind of tap into this hopeless space around, well, if all of these hard things keep coming at me, then, you know, how will I ever get peace? Mm-hmm. How will I ever, you know, get to a place where things will feel safe again? And I think you get, it does, it gets easier and it does get easier to navigate things coming at you because you know that you've done it. Like when mm-hmm. you have gone to hell and back, like, okay. Like, I know the journey. I know the people that I need to bring with me. I know the, you know, phone a friend that I'm going to have on that journey because most importantly, we just don't want to be alone in the pain. We don't want to be alone in the struggle. And Mm -hmm. this is why podcasts like this, and I think the resources out there are so popular right now, because if we don't have those friends in our life, we don't have the support system or the community yet listening to a conversation like this can bring a lot of peace and a lot of sense of like, I've been there. I know that I'm not alone. Like if Sam and Colleen mm-hmm. can get through it, so can I, <laughs> you know, and I think that's such a powerful component of what I want to create here and the conversations I want to continue to have. I hope to have you on multiple times, Sam, where we can talk about even just like specific things in, in relation to divorce, you know, just you've named, you named like 10, 10 hard things right there. <laughs> But I I think that just even having, I would love to have all the verses on and just have this group discussion about little moments along the way, because there's just so much here and there's so many people navigating the space right now. And we were lucky enough to find each other, but not everybody Mm -hmm. is that lucky. So maybe we can be like a little lighthouse in the storm for those that don't have it and, and just remind everybody that it it does get better you will get through it there is joy again you can remake your dreams into a new reality and there will be grief and it won't necessarily go away but it does transition into something that's mm-hmm. much more manageable and doesn't cloud your every day to day yeah i think you said it perfectly i think with divorce it can feel very 
isolating. And I remember thinking, I don't know a single person going through what I'm going through right now. I don't, you know, I mean, I had obviously had friends from high school who I saw that got divorces, but nobody really in my inner circle that I was close to. And that felt so isolating. Um, And then all of a sudden, people started coming into my life, like you and some of the other first wives who, you know, someone like I had known years ago, but reconnected with because she was going through a divorce too. And, you know, different people started showing up. And I, I believe it was the universe's way of saying, you know what, you're actually not alone. Here's all these people going through the same thing that you're going to develop this community with. And, you know, that's why I think it's amazing this podcast. So people can realize that, you know, you're not alone. This happens, unfortunately, to a lot more people than you think. And, um, and it is great to be able to share those stories and navigate it with whether it's listening to a podcast or yeah, finding your community of, um, friends. I feel like we could write a book just based on our text chain. Like (laughs) we could just like print it out and send it to a publisher and be like, have at it. (laughs) let's just see what happens here we could create a movie we could be like the new Mm -hmm. sex in the city but the firsties oh man that's a brilliant idea the divorced (laughs) wives club whatever we want to call it I mean how powerful could that be I don't know who I'd be I definitely would not be the Charlotte that's for sure maybe (laughs) maybe I'm the Samantha um but I I feel like you know, this is, this is a new frontier of the world. And I think people are, whether you are on the side that you're on Sam, where this wasn't your choice and this was kind of done to you, but you were able to find a path to be that better version of yourself on the other side and see a new reality, start a new relationship. Like those pieces are so powerful or whether, you know, you're like me where I chose to, to leave you know, and, and, Mm -hmm. and, or whether you're in the middle where maybe it was a mutual decision between the two of you. Like, I think it's so important to know that it shows up in so many different ways and how you navigate through it kind of, it looks different, but it also comes back to just that core piece of like, you are worthy of love. You are worthy of the life that you dreamed of and that it is possible. You just have to take it one step at a time. And do one hard thing at a time and and don't give up knowing that life is worth it even in those hard moments. Yeah, yeah, that's perfectly said. Yeah. Yep. Well, Sam, thank you so much for being on my podcast. I, um, again, like I told, I, I said, like, I'm going to have you and all the other firsties on probably multiple times. We'll do like a divorce series. Divorce series of Let the Rest Burn. Um. <laughs> because this topic is so near and dear to my heart and this community is so important to me. So I look forward to having you on again. And I just really appreciate you so much. Of course. Well, thank you. I enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate every single second that you chose to set aside for you and the impact that you're going to have on the world today to be inspired to be seen, and to hold space starts with the very actions we take with ourselves. Look at the show notes for more information. Like and subscribe and share with friends if you feel inspired to. And as always, let the rest burn.